getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. Getting to like you. Getting to hope you like you. Welcome to Getting to Know Woo. I'm Natasha Levenger, a professional intuitive reader, energy healer, and inner child healing expert. After being raised with extreme narcissism, I found talk therapy was helpful, but it wasn't until I found energy and inner child healing that I was able to break free of family patterns that cut me off from knowing and loving my true self. I'm passionate about dispelling the rhetoric that these kinds of tools are impractical and ineffective. And in this podcast, I will be sharing how actually beneficial and transformative they are. My husband and producer, Brett, will be joining me in conversation, and we will be welcoming experts along the way. I'm excited to have you here. In this week's episode, we talk about healing procrastination and about how gaslighting isn't just for narcissists anymore. Okay, hello everybody. Hello. Welcome back to Getting to Know Woo. We're so, well, I'll speak for myself. <laughs> it's an exciting week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> launching this podcast and hearing from people yeah. and it's just, it's fun. It's been a very nice reception, I will say. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, I guess we'll go into this part, but... Um, Thanks for everybody who's been rating it and leaving reviews. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I really, really love reading those reviews. So also it really, it helps people to, I don't know. I did a little googie search to see like, does it really help people? Like does the algorithm or whatever favor yeah. it if there's more reviews? And apparently the verdict's out on that. But <clears throat> when there's... Written, but you know, go ahead Wait, and read the, it. I the mean. jury or the verdict is out. Thank you. It's the jury. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to say you're not telling is... us what the verdict is, <laughs> but it's out. The verdict's out that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, what am I saying to you? Oh, oh, but the review when there's like actual written reviews, you know how when you look at a podcast, I don't know, maybe you don't do this, but I do. I like to read the reviews. As our daughter said, I won't watch a movie unless I've read the review. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually almost never read the reviews. Like, I just see what the podcast is about. And then if I, well, if that seems interesting, I'll listen to it. You know what? You're internally focused. <laughs> and I'm like, what are people saying? <laughs> anyway, listen. We appreciate it mm -hmm. if you do, and even the ratings list. It does help, yeah. and we really appreciate you. That's how that sounds. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, let's get into it um, about our week. I think we'll just, um, you know, we're kind of figuring this format out. He's doing the next thing. <laughs> And at some point, maybe we'll have a little video so you. It's can just me moving it. my head side to side, but because of the way <laughs> I have my shoulders as I'm leaning toward the mic, it looks as if my head is sort of moving independently. I, I don't like it anymore. <laughs> Do it. Okay, so um, let's talk about. We both had kind of major things going on this week. Oh uh, yeah, but um, I think I'm going to be talking about mine when we. I already said in at the top of the show what this episode is about, but let's hear about what's going on. You had a, you've had a thing with procrastination for ever. Yeah, me. Yeah, a lot like um that song, Mrs. Jones. Do you know it? You mean Mister Jones? No, 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 no. The uh, I anyway Mrs. the Jones. yeah. Uh, me and Mrs. Jones, we got a thing going on. We got mm, a no. thing going on. <laughs> yeah, that's me and procrastination. I don't think I know that. Song. It's very old. Um, I don't oh, even know okay. why I know it. So, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it it definitely predates. Me. I want to say it's uh, like sixties. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I by by me have a thing with procrastination. You mean like I procrastinate all the time for everything. They just, I even when I decide I'm not going to, it just is not, it is extremely difficult for me 
to not procrastinate. And um, I was recently diagnosed with ADHD, um, which mm-hmm. is, uh, for those of you who don't know, is kind of a misnamed disorder diagnosis. Just disorder. Beca- yeah, disorder, whatever yeah. Uh, we're going to call it. Um, because really, for a lot of people, and for me, this shows up as executive functioning uh, difficulties um, like planning and time management and even time perception. So... I had mm-hmm. sort of, after that diagnosis, I had sort of like had the aha moment, like, oh, well, that's why it's like all neurochemistry. And you mean that's why it's like hard for you to decide to do something and then do it? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Hard to like, um, uh, hard to perceive, you know, a looming deadline until it is so close that I, there will be major consequences if I, mm-hmm. if I don't follow through, mm-hmm. um, or whatever the consequences are for not doing the thing that I'm procrastinating. So, um, but I was, uh, I was in therapy this week. Um, and, um, I, well, Natasha and I both see the same therapist, uh, and, uh, internal family mm-hmm. systems therapist, which is it's essentially, like inner yeah. Child's work. Yeah. More or but... less the same thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he yeah. just, he asked me to investigate it a little bit. And what I discovered was that my procrastination is tied to this inner child part from when I was eight, which is, um, listeners probably don't know this. <laughs> I don't know why you would, uh, but I grew up in the, uh, I grew up in the Mormon church and. Well, you talked about it last week. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, mm-hmm. I think I just said very religious family last week, but uh, but yeah, oh. it was specifically the the Mormon Church, and mm-hmm. uh, in the Mormon Church, the age of accountability, uh, as it is called, is eight years old, which is when you get baptized and you become responsible for all of your own sins, um, mm. which you know. Um, there will be many because you're human and fallible and it's impossible mm-hmm. for you not to. Uh, as the and wait, goes. before you, before you go on, when you said that like you became aware of just to help people know mm-hmm. so they can mm-hmm. do it themselves, like you kind of felt, did you, this is how I experience it is I tune into the feeling mm-hmm. and then for me, I imagine the feeling going outside of me to help me see like get a little distance from it Hmm. uh well for me there's usually um like when when i have a feeling like you know i'm uh i don't want to do that you know the thing that i'm procrastinating or i'm stressed about having procrastinated there are usually um for me there are usually conscious verbal thoughts that accompany that um and so i will tune my attention to those thoughts and talk to whoever Ah. is saying those things because it's usually like you do get a feeling of like who's saying those things yeah well i'll just sort of get quiet for a second i mean and for me Mm -hmm. um i find it helpful to close my eyes and to put my hand on my heart um to try and um that for me helps me stay in self as i talk to these parts meaning just you know stay connected to to present time me and into the your compassion yeah Yeah, i ask people to do that all the time in sessions because it also helps you get into your body yeah well and also as opposed to your head yes it's really easy to start analyzing oh yeah yeah no often when when uh when my therapist asks me a question i will start answering with the like the brain answer and then realize oh i should probably check in and get get the actual answer from whatever part we're talking about to cut the story short it's already not short but uh to make it less long (laughs) um i discovered that i had this this part that was terrified of having been uh made responsible for essentially their eternal soul and Mm. that the the thought for that part was well if i don't do things then i can't fuck things up and Mm. i mean there's it's obviously flawed logic (laughs) because not doing things carries their own the or you know their own consequences but uh you know it's not a good strategy but we it was very clear that that was the strategy of uh of this part Yeah. yeah i mean i think this is a very common 
feeling for a lot of people. Oh yeah. I mean, not not because they were their <laughs> eight-year-old right. self right. going into eternal damnation, but yeah, a lot of people have that. No, yeah, so, I yeah, it's relatable. Yeah, and it's uh, I sense that connection to that part and um, trying to uh, show him that I'm not eight anymore, that I'm around, yeah. and that I can like yeah. I'm everything's fine. Um, it has been uh, it's it's been really powerful for dealing with my procrastination, um, at -hmm. least on a, on a micro level. Uh, like when I find myself Mm -hmm. switching to another task, I can check in with that part. And, Mm -hmm. um, and it's, yeah, it's just been really tremendously helpful. So that was my week. That's, I mean, that's pretty big. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's, yeah, it's a big thing. Um, yeah. For me. No, I think like a main thing is like you were able to have compassion for that part because it was so because he was so like sad. He was wearing his little outfit. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. could you could tell that he was yeah he was feeling scared. Overwhelmed. Yeah, scared yeah, and overwhelmed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think when you can get into like that, like I mean, we really do just the way that the human psyche works. And our let's also say our energy system, our whole selves work is that if something isn't resolved, even no matter how much we love to just be like, okay, that's over. It doesn't require like old school therapy in terms of, well, I mean, I don't want to like whatever works for people yeah. is work. But I just don't think hashing things out intellectually over and over and over and over. That's not the thing that helps. But like going back and rescue, like going back and rescuing these parts of ourselves, it is necessary to feel yeah. so that we're all on the same page here. Yep. And I, I mean, I just want to, I've given the yeah, the okay. goal of the podcast. Like yeah. for me, um, I, you know, I feel like one of the things that, that stops some people from, or, or like that people sort of dismiss this idea uh, of uh, like inner child, but like the idea that like when I yeah. talk to them, like I, I treat them as if they are real, like actually uh, like real You're children, chill, like yeah, little kids, like little kids. Yeah. yeah. Like I would treat any frightened eight year old <laughs> that I found, yeah. but yeah. like whether <laughs> that is happening or not, whether you think of uh, this as a, like a framework for accessing your own mind, like those mm-hmm. processes, those parts there, I mean, as we call them parts, like they were mm-hmm. formed at that time. Like they are, yes. they are. They're in the yeah, past time. Yeah. They were cast yeah. in the context that they were formed, which is not your adult knowledgeable self. So, yeah. yeah. And this is why I do wonder if there, when people and like, if there will ever be a time when we really understand time, like how time works, <laughs> because, I mean, there really is no such thing as time. Right. And feeling into, I almost wonder, you know, really to live up to the name of the podcast. I just had this image of like each human is kind of like looking like a holograph, hologram mm. and like if you could see like actually whatever today present moment is as being maybe the outline but then if you have all these parts in the past that are more stuck in the past you would see it in their yeah. <laughs> in their energy field like that's like, interesting yeah yeah and then like the more you integrate them the more um actually like not solid but clear and like in like yeah, I guess integrated your hologram looks, mm. aka your aura. Yeah. Like it's like gets more bright and powerful the more it's all integrated wow. because it's more in the present. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean you're like I I I mean we're we're diverging here a little bit and maybe we can edit this so, but no. I mean you're you have hit on one of the things that I think about constantly, which is what? like if if Time is an illusion, meaning, you know, we are three-dimensional beings passing through the fourth dimension that we can't move in. We are only, we only move in the way that we are carried, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Then, then is free will an illusion? Like, is there, Mm -hmm. like, if you, if everything already exists, everything that has existed, everything that will exist already exists, how does choice exist? And Mm -hmm. if choice doesn't exist, then what's happening (laughs) (laughs) what's going on i don't like that yeah you know there actually is a course in miracles 
uh, which is a thing Marianne Williamson made popular. Mm -hmm. You would think it's like, I don't know, it, it has a lot of God talk in it, too, but it. I went to a meeting one time and I didn't like it. I like A Course in Miracles, but I didn't like it because that's what they believe. They believe you're just like repeating the same thing over and over and over. Oh, that's interesting. Like the exact, like there isn't free, like you've already made all the choices you are you are already going to make. Uh, oh, but well, that doesn't necessarily mean you're repeating the same thing over and over again, does it? What do you mean? Well, uh, well, because there's like, you know, just because it has happened all like. No, no. Oh, well, then I'm saying it wrong. They That is what they believe. I, that you're that just, just like. That there's no, that everything yeah. that will happen has already, like, is. Has happened and then is going to happen. And I think that's what, if you are a Course in Miracles expert and I'm wrong, please let me know. <laughs> the, Email me again. Getting to know woo at gmail. <laughs> the best description <laughs> I've ever heard of how humans perceive time, if time is, you know, is an illusion, uh, was uh -huh. I think in Breakfast of Champions uh, by Kurt Vonnegut. He said it was like a person, uh, you know, strapped to a board on a uh, moving train, only able to see through like a telescope or like a like a tube, and looking at a mountain range. And you can only see the part of the mountain range that you can see through that tube, but that mountain range mm -hmm. exists outside of your perception. Mm -hmm. So anyway, well, we really we went from procrastination <laughs> to, to going does free through. will exist? Right, exactly. Um, you know what? I realized we need a little song interlude for what's that? Um, something like it's time for getting to know. And then whatever, whatever the thing is. Know, the subject. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's time for getting to know gaslighting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that's where we are. Yeah. That is where we are. Let's just get the housekeeping out of the way. If you would like to ask us a question or just tell us you love us, um, email us at <laughs> gettingtoknowwoo at gmail.com. And if you go to the show notes, we should have an email list set up so that we can send you an email with a little, you know, let you know, oh, the show's up, et cetera. Yeah. <laughs> Brett's making a move with his head that you can't see, but it's kind of like it's a good funky, radio. Yeah, it's like uh, <laughs> my head's Like on. a funky, like he's dancing, yeah, that kind of thing. Kind of. Kind of? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, in conclusions, with this part of the saggy is, um, you know, it's a little early here, so I, maybe that's why I'm abbreviating everything. <laughs> early morning abbreviating. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the energy to say the full words. I guess that's not that's not true. Early morning. Got a lot of, of energy. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, good old you, uh, Magic Monday fans are not surprised to hear that Goddess Provisions is also part of this podcast. And um, you may remember how much I love this Goddess Provisions box. I mean, ever, it's truly my favorite mail day. Yeah, It's got just all kinds of really wonderful things, like everything woo, and but like above and above. Every, I feel like every time I get one, you always remark what a good, like how amazing. I am surprised consistently, which perhaps says something about me that I remain surprised, <laughs> but it always is, uh, I guess I'll say noteworthy, the quality of the things that they include. Yeah. It's a really great company to support too because they're vegan, cruelty-free, and they plant a tree for every box sold and everything is ethically sourced and made. It's really great. So... And you get to support me and the show. Yep. So I really appreciate it. And where do you think we'll have this Goddess Provision link? Uh, also link? in Definitely the show Definitely in the show notes. Yeah. yeah. Show notes meaning okay, so show you... description, episode description for anybody, you know, trying to find it on whatever right. platform they get it from. And you can find me at highestlighthealing.com. You can look. I have a lot of things on there from low cost to higher cost, whatever. I try to make my offerings affordable to help as many people as possible. Yep. You can also get on the newsletter. Right now you can get three free meditations when you do that. I'm also, I'm changing it up to add a new one just to, you know, it feels like it's, a, it's time to update it. 
Um, so yeah, um, go to highestlighthealing.com. Also, I'm on Instagram at highestlighthealing. I do a lot of reels on there because I love doing that. My feelings about Instagram in general are mixed, but um, and now I'm on TikTok as well. Um, also in October, starting in October, I'm going to be writing a monthly energy report for Mind Body Green. So when that happens, we'll put that link in the show notes. I have some other articles up there. Um, okay. It's time for getting to know gaslighting. <laughs> the, so I have thought of this because gaslighting is often associated with narcissism, right? And it's like, yeah, just all about gas yeah. about people think of it. And if you're not familiar with the term, it came from a movie where this guy was like making his wife go crazy, a crazy making. I wonder if like crazy making is like its cousin, I guess, or maybe its best What's friend. It's the result. <laughs> yeah, it's the result of gaslighting. Yeah. That's right. Um, where he would slowly turn down the light and um, he had this red light. I guess it was their porch light. And he would slowly turn it down. She was like, is the light getting lower? And he's like, no, it's not getting less uh, bright. And he was doing it the whole time. So anyway, <laughs> to personalize this... Um, it's interesting because I have some, I'm having feelings of like, oh, I'm not supposed to talk about mm. this. And I think this comes from my narcissistic family background of nobody's supposed to call anybody out on, um, this is a big hallmark of of growing up with a narcissist or just with narcissists. Let's like keep it everything a secret. And that helps to keep the information well, it helps the gaslighting continue, but I'm not going to give away any like personal details, but I did have my first friend break up last week. This is the thing that I'm feeling like, oh, I'm not supposed to talk about this. Yeah. But I'm not going to give any personal details and don't worry, Magic Monday, or it's not about tests. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that might be in the background. Of yeah. Yeah. Is this about tests? No, it's not about tests. No. Tess and I are good. Um, but, um, yeah, so, and I haven't had that happen in a while. And, you know, also I think it is important to know that, um, you know, it's normal to outgrow friendships and, right. so, and even right. to have, um, friendship breakups, just like it is, I mean, not that it's fun or it needs to happen, but it's something that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Not all friends, um, friendships are... I mean, very few Built friendships are permanent. Yeah, that's true. Um, so anyway, I'm trying to make this interesting and also informative. <laughs> but hopefully, uh, the reason I say that is because I'm like, is this um, boring information? But hopefully not. No. Um, okay. So anyway, basically, something that I realized is gaslighting when it happens. Um, like, we all do it. I've done it. You know, it's not just something that narcissists do, For but it has been, sure. but, but it is something that narcissists do do a lot. Yeah. Well, and narcissists, I feel like do it from a more, um, if not malicious, more self-serving place. Um, they, I mean, it's all self-serving ultimately, Yeah. but yeah. there are, yeah, there are a lot of different flavors to it and like ones that would be, I mean, people don't often or often may not realize they're. Yeah. So let's just, the baseline, for instance, I grew up with narcissist mom, especially, and, um, she would do things like, um. Basically, if my feelings didn't line up with hers, they weren't okay. And I'm trying to think of, gosh, I should have thought of an example ahead of time. But um, well, we just uh, we just both read um, Hollywood Park, um, the memoir oh, yeah. by Kel Jolet. Um, oh, so and good! I, Highly recommend. Yeah, really, uh, very, very good. Uh, we'll put that in the show. <laughs> and oh, uh, I mean, so he has good. like almost a like almost a, a. If it weren't real, it's almost a comical example of gaslighting. Of like, he would yeah. say to his mother, um, "I'm scared," uh, or like, and "I'm sad," say, and she would no, say, "You're not sad. You're happy because yeah. we're together." And, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's a really good example of it. Um, 
<clears throat> yeah. So basically when your experience is being denied mm-hmm. or it's like, no, this isn't happening. Um, that's something. And the reason why narcissists do that just as a like it's associated with them is because it really is just part of their makeup. If something like I was saying about my mom, if something didn't align with her way of life, then it either was wrong or it just didn't exist. It was like, no, that's not happening. Right. Um, because it could like she couldn't handle having an opposition. It wasn't right. it was like she it's funny because a lot of times narcissists appear very like strong and like, you know, forceful, but that's because they are doing that as a way to defend themselves. Right. And they're actually pretty fragile underneath. And she had a very fragile sense of self that couldn't handle anybody not being not being in agreement with her. Right. And she felt that and this is true of a lot of narcissists, she felt that if somebody was not in agreement with her then they were attacking her right right yeah so um anyway so but here's something about yeah that we're like everyday people gaslight like one way that can happen is sometimes it can happen if you i'll talk about myself like i know when i've gaslit before like if I'm in a relationship with somebody that I don't feel safe with and I don't want to tell them or maybe it's sometimes even if I want to seem like, oh, I'm the good guy, like mm-hmm. I'm the good person. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll I'm thinking of um, a relationship a while ago that I had with somebody where I was like, oh, no, I'm fine with everything. I don't know why you're feeling or it's not, oh, sorry, I don't even know why you're feeling um, like I'm not okay. I'm fine. Right. But really it's that I don't, I want to seem like I'm, I'm, hold, I'm chill. I'm holding it together. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be with someone that you don't feel safe with. It's just like. No, no, it can be know. with everyone. I, well, and just to, yeah. just to point something out, like, like there's a difference, at least in my mind, between mm-hmm. regular lying where you <laughs> tell someone something that you hope they believe is true and then they believe it or mm-hmm. don't i guess that's not part of the lie but the mm-hmm. but gaslighting specifically is making them question their reality so like they mm-hmm. are sensing that you're not okay right. and like asking right. about it you're like no i i'm i'm fine your your senses are off like you are wrong right. about how i'm feeling even though they're not right yeah, so that can happen in very uh, minor ways, mm-hmm. I guess, like things where it's not such a big implication, and then, and then it can happen in you know, like consistent. If it's happen, let's put it this way: it's if it's happening consistently, well, then that is probably going on with a narcissistic relationship. Yeah. Um, but if you can be aware, like, oh, wait a minute, okay you know what, let me check in. Actually, they are picking up on something. And that it's different than not knowing. Like yes. if somebody's like, are you okay? And you're like, yeah, I'm fine. But you didn't realize it that right. actually, you know right. what, I'm thinking back on it. I'm actually not okay. Yeah, That's not the same thing as gaslighting. No. But why am I bringing this up in terms, I was trying to make it specific to this particular break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but why I want to do that is because like this particular friendship was actually really good for a very for a long time so that i was trusting them mm-hmm. to be basically honest about what was going on with them and i realized after we had one disagreement that i felt different afterwards and even though i was asking like i i didn't say it a lot but i was i did check in at least i think once and they were like, no, everything's fine. But I started to feel like uncomfortable and like it felt like crazy making. Right. Right. Like they're I saying was everything's like, fine and you're feeling yes. very much that it's not. Yeah. And I started to like not feel like, I, oh, I don't really want to share with this person anymore, like and stuff like that. But then if I look at if I was to logically look at what was happening, like, I don't know, go over text messages or something like that. Right. Everything seems fine. So then it's like, well, then why do I feel this way? You know, I myself know myself well enough at this point that if I'm feeling 
crazy, like crazy, that's because there is something off. Right. It's not, it's, I'm not making it up. Right. Um, but even still, because of my level of trust with this person, I went a couple months with feel, with just having that kind of awkward feeling. Right. And I never would have thought after all this time that I would have done that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, there was, a, there right. was a lot of trust in that relationship. But yes. like that, that is not a small factor, I think, in, in you choosing to not accept that intuition. Um, I just also want to add real quick that like what you said about like looking at things on paper um, is a really good example of how we dismiss intuition. Like, like mm. you feel you yes. have this intuition, something's off. And then, you know, yes. your cerebral part wants to like, let's, let's look at the evidence. Like, let's get, right. <laughs> let's look at it. And if it's not there, if it's not supported necessarily by the surface of the evidence or by like the, whatever evidence might be available, then that means the intuition gets dismissed instead of right. like, well, I can't prove it, but this right. feeling but is I real. Like it. I am yes. picking up on something and therefore I should listen to this, whether I can figure out why or not. And even let's say the person's like, look, I don't know what to tell you. That's not happening. That's okay. You don't have to make that person wrong or bad mm -hmm. or like, oh, they're terrible. They're lying to me. It's just like, okay, I don't know why. But for whatever reason, this is how I feel yeah. and taking care of that. And then maybe you'll find out, oh, this was really all my stuff. Like, I just didn't feel safe because of history or whatever. Right. Especially because if you didn't go into a place of blame, like you're bad, then you could go, if the relationship is strong, you can go back to that person and be like, hey, look, I'm sorry. I realize like this is all coming from this place and that's why. I had those feelings and and then work it out from there. Yeah. Um, and the more you know yourself, the more you can tell the difference between a trauma response and, no, this is my intuition. Right, right. Um, and I really had that very strong intuition. And the reason I'm telling people, like, I still didn't believe it is just to, like, normalize it um, because I would – I even consider myself an expert in – in myself <laughs> and, and in knowing myself and in knowing Topping intuition and what yeah <laughs> and in knowing intuition and what that feels like like I yeah. knew it even yeah. which also brings me to something I want to talk about confusion um but wait I was gonna say something about that oh the before I talk about confusion hopefully I won't forget that is um, this person, they kept, they actually were very much like, I don't know what's going on because this happened, then this happened, then this happened. Like they were doing this list right. over right. email. Proving and I was why like, everything was okay. Yes. Quote and I just kept pulling myself out of the conversation. I was like, I don't know, but I need to pause because I'm confused or like, that isn't my perception. But I need to like, yeah. and that's it. Like, because I didn't want to get into a list making thing because I know that when you go into a list, like, then you're taking yourself out of your feelings, yes. your intuit. It's, it does, it creates it so that, talk about the hologram that I was talking about earlier. It's like, you're going from this, like, I don't know, 5D perspective of being, I don't know if it's 5D, but the <laughs> like you have your whole access to your whole self, your intuition, your feelings, your brain, the whole right. thing. But right. when you go into the list thing, you're taking all that out and you're only going into the intellectualization. Yep. And the other red flag for me was this person didn't want to talk, except when they, they literally said, unless they could take time away right. <laughs> like they to ha it had to be like, on email yeah. yeah exactly so i was like no that's not you know that's not like a heart okay we're here we're like being in the moment right. and so anyway that that is a thing that will often happen with gaslighting it's like and you find yourself like well defending yourself instead of saying well i don't know why i can't even tell this is just what is coming up and this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm experiencing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the other thing about confusion that I want to, I just want to talk real quick about confusion because I was going to do a whole thing about this actually, but um, I've noticed this a lot with my clients. And then this also plays out with this relationship, which is that when you're confused, I find that 
99% of the time when people say they're confused, they're not actually confused. It's just a scared, overwhelmed inner child that either doesn't want to do the thing, but they just are like, well, I'm confused because they don't want to take action or they don't want to admit yeah. the truth of what they're seeing. Yeah. And that's what was happening with me too is like i was like i'm confused for too much because like why would this person be acting in this way when i know i trust them right and it's like well the truth is you don't trust them actually right now (laughs) like no matter what the history is you don't trust them in this moment what the information they're giving you yeah yeah so confusion is often a distraction yeah i would say most of the time can i So like one of the things that I have struggled with in my life is defensiveness and that Hmm. and one of the things that was made it very hard to fix for myself is that I I never felt defensive. I felt like I was right and Hmm. I was trying Mm -hmm. to explain my my side of things and uh, and that confusion like when you and I would get into uh, an argument or you know, like a disagreement and we would be going around and around or like I, or feeling like you know I wasn't being understood or I wasn't understanding you that confusion was eventually I was able to say like all right I still feel like I'm right right now but I'm confused and that means I need I need to step away and like be able to center and listen and to and hear what's actually yeah. happening. Yeah, and it was. So, do you think it really was confusion? I, I, it you? was exactly what you just said a second ago. It oh. was. It was a part uh, that was scared of having upset you, or scared of, of being of wrong. I mean, usually, uh, for me, as a uh, <laughs> diet in the wool codependent, um, mm-hmm. it was usually being afraid of having upset you and owning that, and because that would mean everything would fall apart and I would die. So, you know what I mean? Just small stakes. Yeah, small stakes. Just my total existence. (laughs) Um, Yeah, which obviously... I still exist. (laughs) As far as as anybody knows. (laughs) Um, Okay, and then the last piece to gaslighting that I want to talk about, that I want to talk about, (laughs) is projection. So Mm -hmm. one of the things, like, actually... When this friendship did end, I was actually extremely relieved. Like, I still, I mean, it hasn't been that long, but I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, it feels so good. Like, <laughs> it feels so good because I was being projected on mm-hmm. as being a certain kind of person. Before I go into that, I do want to say that this is another way you can tell gaslighting is happening is when someone's like, well, let's use um attachment theory. So like avoidant attachment theory is when someone pulls away when they're when they get too close and then anxious attachment is when they get closer. So if for instance someone's like, You're pulling away and then the next minute they're like, Oh, you're too close like you're being too needy or right, something like right. that. Then you can tell like, Okay, none of this is making any sense. Like right. which one is it? Right, it can't be both. <laughs> it, it can't be both. And so that's probably like some kind of, that is a way of also being gaslit. Right. Because it's like someone's telling you you're doing something that you're not doing. Right, right. And yeah, and rooted in their own feelings of like, I am uncomfortable with how close you are. And now I am uncomfortable with how far away you are. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So instead of owning, like, if you are doing this, and I'm sure I've done, I mean, I know I've done things similar to this. Um, it's like coming back to, okay, but what am I feeling? What do I need right now? Taking all the attention away from the other person. Because when you're do, I mean, people project onto people all day long. Yeah. Everybody does yeah. it. You know, you can't help it. This is part of the human condition. But when you're doing it in a way where it's like not matching up at all with the other person's experience, then you're really projecting onto them. And that is kind of, this is like shade. So sometime we'll have to do a whole thing on narcissism. Actually, my friend um, Ingrid, Dr. Ingrid Clayton is going to come on our podcast at some point. She talks about narcissism and so we can talk about this further, but. Um, but yeah, if you're feeling protected on, which is how I felt like the whole time, it was like, and, and then when I was like, oh no, this doesn't, you know, it's not, um, 
actually that person was like i'm not i don't want to work on this like right. not over email or right don't <laughs> or talk if it, it therefore at all um yeah and then but my feeling of it was like oh god thank god because it was like just like whew, no more projection on right. me and i did have moments where i was like i wish i had talked to my inner child because the about this specifically because the truth is i didn't want to either mm. but i was like oh a nice person works it out that's right. not i right. did have some of that too but this is also an example of like there's no perfect way it's like human interactions are messy yep yeah. And the last thing I'll say about this before we go to the energy report is that, you know, I take lots of responsibility, I think. And I, I'm always looking at like, okay, what's my stuff here? But I posted this thing on Instagram that she, oh boy, what happened to those words? <laughs> they are gone. Um, <laughs> a reel, if you want to hear about further, but it, about how if you grow up with narcissism, a lot of times you will take responsibility you were taught to take all the responsibility right. Right. so it's like a gut instinct to be like oh my god what did i do wrong what's my right. fault right thank god because of all the inner child work i've done this was i was able to see just how much i've grown because i didn't go into beating myself up at all which i was really proud of myself yeah. about that but but what i want to say is sometimes it really is the other person projecting on you and it really isn't your fault. Like sometimes, I mean, we've had things where it's like it is, oh, this is all my fault. Right. I just totally like got mad at you just because I was in a bad mood and I just put all this on you and it wasn't, none of it was yours. A lot of times if you're in healthy relationships, it will be both sides going into it but you know each person has a thing but i also want to normalize and this is kind of controversial but sometimes it's not your fault like sometimes there's none of it is yours and it's okay to notice that yeah and one way you can notice it is if you're not feeling defensive like you know what this isn't mine right right you know yeah that's a good way to know oh wait it probably is Right. you know <laughs> yeah 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 and also this is my real last thing about it is i don't even like talking about it in terms of blame because yep. that's another narcissist thing it's like who's at fault right. um but if you're a survivor of narcissist abuse because this is such a hallmark of it sometimes it is important to look at it in that framework not of like oh that person's evil and i'm good right. but just like you know what my only responsibility now is taking care of my feelings of whatever of being protected or whatever it is yeah as opposed to like something i did like sometimes it just isn't and that's okay to know that yeah yeah i if i, if I can just add real quick uh, yes. another flavor of gaslighting um, is that it took me a long time to recognize it in myself, but because I was such a, um, so codependent in all of my relationships and one of my biggest fears was disappointing people that I love, I would mm -hmm. often gaslight like as a knee jerk reaction just to keep someone from being upset with me. And it mm -hmm. was not a conscious like, oh, I'm going to get this. Yeah. I'm going to get out of this. Right. It was like. <laughs> oh God, how do I make this person, like, how do I make things okay again? And so like, you know, yeah. I, I, I am having the same uh, example problem, but just like I would uh, do something or say something that would upset somebody and would feel the need to try to come up with some possible explanation for why it was okay that I did that. I, it, that was or not, that it wasn't like, no, you didn't do that or something. Right. Oh, no, no. It looked like, like I did that. That's not what I, I was didn't doing. Really. Yeah. 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 I don't know what. No, that didn't happen. That kind of thing. Yeah. 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 I do feel like it's funny because I, I keep saying the last thing, but <laughs> like narcissism is talked about more now, mm -hmm. which I'm so glad that it is. Yeah. Um, but of course, when that happens, there's always going to be this backlash of like, oh, everybody's a narcissist or like right. that word's getting overused. Right. But I 
I was raised with pretty severe narcissism, so I'm pretty clear about what that is. And I also know that it's a spectrum. Like, we all have narcissistic yeah. tendencies. Yeah. I mean, we're humans trying to survive. And, of course, I've been nar- acted in narcissistic ways, yeah. and especially the young in my 20s. And if you had called me a narcissist, I would have been like, are you insane? I am. All I want to do is please people, kind of right. like what you were right. saying. Like, yeah. I'm not narcissistic. Um, but it was very, it's a really, the narcissistic tendency is about survival. Like, I'm just trying to get through this. But then it, it all ends up being about you if if you're so rooted in survival and not taking care of yourself. Right. Um, so anyway, I'm not trying to demonize narcissists either because if you are able to heal and work on that, then that's amazing. Yep. Um unfortunately a lot of narcissists don't and it's funny because my mom used to say to me people don't change (laughs) and it was just like such a (laughs) projection because she was never going to work on herself or look at what was her she would just get angry but anyway um yeah so i think that i have covered it we have covered it and i of course have this little part that's like well, you've really come across like a narcissist. <laughs> said, None of it is your fault. <laughs> but sometimes it isn't, or it, might it really be. just sometimes it isn't. And and I think it is freeing to say that to narcissist abuse survivors. And again, yeah. the the if you aren't demonizing the other person, like having healthy anger is great. Demonizing looks like God. They are the. They're terrible. I would never do that. That kind of thing. I mean, maybe you need to go through that for a little bit, but then you can't really assess responsibility or like, okay, what do I need to look at? Right. Um, Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'm repeating myself. But the bottom line is the way to get out of confusion, the way to come back to self is with compassion. And um, if we're talking about woo-woo stuff, energetically speaking, turning into, tuning into what do I feel like calling your energy back to you and like really being a protector of your energy and a not in a like a defensive way, but in a compassionate way? Like, how do I show up for my inner child? How do I show up for myself? Right. And calling your energy back is so important in that case. And also separating energetically is really important because especially if you're being gaslit, their energy is almost definitely in your space. Yeah. Yep. So, um, I mean, unless you have like consciously like, oh yeah, I'm clear. If you're feeling defensive or then you're going to them, they're going to you. So I'll just say real quick before a quick energy report is if you feel their energy is in your space or you're not sure, but you're feeling confused, then va- just imagine a gold vacuum <laughs> at the bottom of your feet, vacuuming out anything that isn't yours. Imagine that vacuum about two feet in front of you, explode it, let their energy go back to them, your energy comes back to you, and then fill up with light. And just energet that's helping to take care of your, um, your hologram, which is <laughs> the new aura, apparently. I like thinking of the aura as a hologram. Hmm. I think of it as uh, sort of iridescent, so kind of hologramish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because of um, time, I'm just going to do a real <laughs> quick energy uh, sorry, report. Sorry, time is an illusion. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Then I'll be here right. for an indeterminate <laughs> amount of, of that, of the illusion. <laughs> um, so I'll just say that real quick. What I'm feeling into for the week ahead, it's kind of, it, it is... I feel like um, it's a combination of things. It feels a little spiky, but in a good way. So like what I'm seeing is these, I'm seeing almost like a person on a pogo stick (laughs) um, bouncing into the light and then like not being forced to come back down. But you know what? It's almost like a person bouncing on a pogo stick. In case you doubted the name of this podcast based on our previous conversation, it's back. Um, it, almost like a person on a mountain bouncing on a pogo stick. That sounds so it's like very dangerous. It's a little feels a little dangerous, <laughs> but every time you go up, it's like, oh, I'm in the light. This feels good. Ooh. And then it's like, oh God, 
Wait, what? This thing happened? I- I'm not sure. Uh, oh, I'm back in the light. Oh, this feels good. Okay. So it feels like a little like uh, precarious, mm. but also moments of really appreci- like possibilities for appreciating yourself, mm. um, um, feeling into your, there's like, it seems like there's new awarenesses around awareness around your gifts and what you have to offer it feels like a heart um you mean but also, i have no aware like one has no awareness of their own gifts is that what you mean by there's no, no awareness i'm saying like coming into more awareness oh i see i see yeah coming into awareness about what you have to offer mm. what you're here to give and feeling like a heart connection more heart connection awareness to what you want to put out in the world and what you're here for yeah what that's interesting Okay. (laughs) Did you want to say no? Okay. (laughs) Sounded like it looked like you had thoughts. I I I am. I'm having a lot of thoughts, but none of them well formed enough to share. Okay. So the precariousness part, I would just say, it looks like the more amusement you can bring into this week, the better to kind of ride that whatever that is. Um, like amusement, heart connection, appreciation, gratitude, but it it does all feel related to like to your gifts that you're putting out into the world. Um, and there is also some Mercury retrograde energy, and just continue to allow yourself to you know the three R's: review, reflect, redo. Which is just like you know if you're feeling kind of muddy about things, just like okay, maybe I need to look at this over again before I send it, that kind of thing. And Tess, former co-host. Tess Whitehurst. That's right. She always has a great Mercury retrograde challenge. Mm -hmm. So I think she's still doing it. I believe so. This time around. So you can check that out because those are always great ideas. And Mercury's in retrograde until October 2nd. And actually this week, fall starts, which is fun. Wow. I know. I it, we've had that. some nice fall weather, yeah. but it is actually going to heat up again this week, which is annoying. It's also a new moon in Libra, I think. Hmm. Pretty sure. Now it's a start of Libra season. That's what it is. Hold on. I just want to know. One? Oh, no. The new moon is. Well, yeah. you We do get a new moon before um, our next podcast, which is um, the new moon's on the 25th, which is Sunday. And this, I think, comes out on Tuesday. Um, oh. So, yeah, it's the start of Libra season. I'm a Libra moon. Woo-hoo. Libra moony. Um, and that's fun. I mean, <laughs> who doesn't love a nice fall? So enjoy the fall, you yeah. know? Get yourself these pumpkin spices. Happy fall, y'all. Oh, yeah, we should it feels harvest like our has volunteer a, pumpkin. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, like that does also feel like part of the energy is like just even if it's not related to your gifts, like just have fun. It feels like it could be aside from the pogos. <laughs> pogo stick energy. On a <laughs> like it, it is also like fun and nice. Okay. Listen, everybody, we appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. This was really fun. And we'll see you next time. Bye.